Welcome back to A View from City Hall. This is Lakeland City Commissioner Chad McLeod, and today is Wednesday, May 20th when I'm recording this, and I'm about a week and a half behind on getting this episode out. Uh, I had meant to and hoped to get it out last week, but uh, we had a lot of things going on last week, including our city strategic planning workshops, and I'll talk about that a little bit. And if you are returning to the podcast, I want to welcome you back. If this is the first time you've joined me, uh, thank you for listening to A View from City Hall. This is a way for me to try and uh, just keep people informed and, and give my perspective uh, as the newest member of our city commission and talk about some of the things that we are discussing uh, as a as a city. And, and there's no shortage of topics right now uh, in everything that we have been dealing with as it relates to COVID-19. Uh, as well as other city operations and decisions. And so in this episode, I want to talk about three things. I want to talk about the budget as we get ready for some budget planning workshops later in the summer and uh, just talk about some of the budget considerations for fiscal year 2021. You may have seen some different things in the ledger or other places about some of the items that we will be discussing as it relates to our city's budget. I want to give a little bit of an overview as well on our strategic planning workshops and some of the things that we discussed last week and give a recap from those meetings. And then at the end, I want to talk a little bit about the road diet construction along South Florida Avenue that is going on right now. So stay with me. I try to keep these about 20 minutes. I feel like that is sort of the sweet spot. And beyond that, I probably start to lose people. But I do appreciate you listening. I know I've heard from a number of you around town who have said, hey, I listen to your podcast. And even had some of my neighbors, Jan and Richard, if they're listening, want to give a shout out to them. Uh, we were having a little neighborhood, I don't want to say get together, maybe a yard gathering, socially distant uh, with a number of uh, neighbors in, in the yard. And Jan and Richard said, we listened to your podcast and really enjoyed it. And that kind of feedback helps me continue to do these. And uh, just when when things are busy, it, it brings me back to, hey, there are people and residents in the city who enjoy hearing this perspective. And so thank you to, to those of you who are listening. So let's talk a little bit about some of the budget considerations coming up. As I had mentioned in a previous episode, when we went into February, even early March, um, it was a different picture than what we're, we're facing now. And I think we still don't know a lot of the fiscal impacts, long-term fiscal impacts as it relates to municipal, city and county budgets, what that is going to look like. And so uh, the city of Lakeland is is trying its best to be prepared to weather, um, whether it's a a recession or a, a period of declining revenues and people, you, know, you wonder, well, where, what types of um, declines and revenue losses are we experiencing in, in the short term? If you think about events, we, we're not getting any revenue as a city from events that we have at the RP Funding Center, uh, the Magnolia Building, different places where it, event rentals, there's revenue coming in from those operations. And, and all of that uh, has ceased over the past two months. And so there's there's certainly that um, the revenues that we get from the gas tax. So um, the gasoline tax cities receive a portion of that revenue. As everyone knows, uh, travel uh, has just you know really fallen off. I mean, we don't you don't see people traveling as much. There'll be a loss of revenue from from the gas tax um, and just other uh, implications as well in terms of property taxes and uh, the 
taxable values of properties throughout the city and the county. I, I think at this point we don't expect a drop in property values right now. I you know we'll, what will that mean? What will that look like in the future? We don't really know. But just as I have communicated with our city manager and finance director, the desire is to to be conservative, to try and and make sure that we're in the best position possible um, to get through any period of revenue shortfalls, and that we can still maintain forty five to sixty days cash on hand. That has been the standard for some time for our city, and I, and I think that's healthy, and I certainly support that. And so there are some considerations and things that uh, city management is looking at, some of them that they have done already, such as a hiring freeze and not filling vacant positions um, you know, outside of police department, public safety, and, and positions that are, are critical and, and have to be filled, but things that can go on hold, that can wait, uh, positions that don't need to be filled right now. So you've got a hiring freeze, limiting travel and training uh, for our city employees, uh, things like that that can realize an immediate savings. And then there are some items that uh, the commission that we will discuss. Uh, How can we maybe move things around or make some changes uh, to monies that had been allocated for certain causes. So for example, and none of this has been decided by the commission, but uh, one of the things that uh, has been mentioned is funding for you know, some of the funds that the city has uh, earmarked, if you will, for the catalyst plans. And, and I'll talk a little bit about the catalyst plans when I get to strategic planning. But um, right now, uh, the, the money that would be earmarked for the catalyst plans is just under $2 million. And so uh, the city management team has proposed dropping that down to 500000 the airline backstop, as it's called, so uh, the, the the push that we have had to bring a commercial airline uh, to our airport, we have included what's called a, a backstop of one million dollars, and so that is if a if an airline came to the to our city and was not able to uh, meet the goals that they had, that they were not able to be profitable, that they 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 couldn't make it work, that they know that uh, the city is willing to provide a backstop of, in this case, up to $1 million. Right now, that would just be uh, off the table. That would be removed. We haven't paid any money for that, but we've had um, a, sort of a uh, earmarking of a $1 million for that piece. And so those are some of the things that the, the commission will be discussing. And you know, I, I certainly hope that the recovery, uh, economic recovery, is faster than maybe we anticipate. And I don't think any of us knows what that will look like, but uh, these are some some difficult decisions because we came into the year with a lot of these allocations and projects and things that we thought, sure, we can do the airline backstop, we can have money for the Catalyst Plan, the Lakeland History and Cultural Center, which I talked about last episode. Everyone's very excited about that from the commission standpoint, but um, being able to put in money from the city side right now, uh, that's one of the items being proposed is that we hold on that, that we uh, hold off on committing any city funds to that project. And so th- those are some, they're difficult decisions. They're things that we wish we had money for all of these things, but um, we want to be sure that that we can get through whatever this period of economic recession or uncertainty looks like, come out on the other side in good fiscal shape from the city standpoint. And so we, as commissioners, just so you know, um, we we cannot discuss things amongst ourselves that 
could come before the commission uh, to for a vote. So as part of the Sunshine Law, that we can't get together outside of either the commission meetings or publicly held meetings like our strategic planning workshops where we have given notice and uh, members of the public and the media can follow along and attend. But we do have one-on-one meetings with the city manager and city staff, and and those are very valuable. They're valuable for us um, individually to go in and and talk to the city manager and talk about different issues, give our perspective, and we are having uh, a lot of discussions right now about what what does the budget look like, um, where do we uh, fall as individual commissioners in in sort of our our views and how we either make cuts or... um, make some different allocations as it relates to the budget. So stay tuned on that. You will definitely hear more about the city's budget and budget planning as we get into the summer. And I, if you had told me at the beginning of January that we would be facing some austerity measures, uh, some things that we'd have to tighten the city's belt and reappropriate dollars, I'm not sure I would have believed you on that because it just started off as such a strong year on the economic front. And I even had people tell me it's Great to be coming in as an elected official in good budget times. Well, we <laughs> that may be a very, very different picture right now. So the second topic that I wanted to cover is a, a recap of our strategic planning workshops that we had last week. And we spent a day and a half uh, at the RP Funding Center. We were socially distant. We were very we were in the, a big room. Some of you may have watched it online, but if you didn't, we were in a very big room spread out, and we had different presenters, people who would come in, city staff, um, some from the community, and and give presentations. And uh, I, I really want to give a just shout out to Dr. Craig Collins from Southeastern University, who is our facilitator for those workshops. And, and this was my first strategic planning workshop as a commissioner. And so I, I really didn't know what to expect. I've been involved in strategic planning sessions for other organizations and, and things in, in my background, but never for the city. And so I, I wasn't sure what I was going into, but it, it was great having an outside facilitator who came in and walked us through different topics and really helped us think about the city of Lakeland over the next three to five plus years. Sometimes I think that's hard to do in our uh, twice a month city commission meetings because we can easily get into the the weeds or the minutia of different topics. And that's understandable because there are a lot of things that, that we have to decide as a local legislative, um, local elected body. But this was great. It was great to, to step out of that kind of day to day and think long term, think about the challenges that we face as a city to think beyond COVID-19, because we will get through this and it will be uh, a lot of the issues that are facing our city will still be there. And so that that chance to think strategically to vision for the city was very valuable. And I, um, I want people to know that we spent time doing that because um, that that is I think why we're elected. That's a big role of the city commission is to help set strategy and vision for the city, not just the the kind of day-to-day in the weeds decisions that, that we often get, get caught up in. So we talked about a, a lot of things in that uh, day and a half at the RP Funding Center, so much that we uh, did not quite get through all the things we had hoped to do. Um, Dr. Collins was very good at keeping us on task, and I really I respect him because he came in and he told us, here are the ground rules, and if I say you have five minutes, you have five minutes. If I say you have one question, 
you get one question, well, we can always come back to you, but I, you know, we want to move this along and allow time for everyone to share their perspective. And, and that's really hard to do with seven elected officials. Uh, my hat's off to him because I think he did an outstanding job. And we're coming back at the end of May, May 29th, for a follow-up day to talk about some of the topics and initiatives that we didn't quite get through during those workshops. And I don't think the point of those uh, workshops was to necessarily solve all the the, the issues that we, we talked about, but to give us some focus. It's to give the city staff some direction on what are our priorities as a commission over the next three years. What are the things that we want to see the city focus on? What are we hearing from from what are we hearing from you, our city residents? Several of the things that we talked about included uh, transportation in infrastructure and growth management. That was um, one of the top, if not the top item that we discussed. And we spent a lot of time just talking amongst ourselves about the challenges of of transportation. And and when I say that, I I mean our maintaining our current roads that we have, uh, expanding those existing roads, planning for new roads. How do we accommodate the population growth that is coming to Central Florida with the roads and infrastructure that we have. And as you can imagine, there's just there's a lot uh, to uh, peel back there. there are many layers to that onion. And trying to talk through different scenarios. Uh, funding is the the big thing as it, as it relates to transportation. Federal and state dollars uh, are just, they're hard to come by. They're, um, they may be allocated from the federal government or from the State Department of Highway, uh, from the State Department of Transportation, but a lot of times the timeline for getting those dollars can be 10 plus years away. And when you have roads that are in need of redesign or repair, that's just a long time. So one of the scenarios that we're, we're trying to work through is what do we do? What happens? Uh, how can we accelerate some of these projects, even if we don't have the federal and state dollars available to us in the time that we want? And, and what what can we do? What are our options? And, and how do we plan and uh, get in a position that, that allows us to keep up with transportation needs? That's one that we're coming back to on May 29th. We talked a lot about it. I'm not sure we really nailed down any solutions, um, but we'll come back to that one on May 29th. So we also talked a good bit about the Catalyst Plan and updates to that plan. And many of you are familiar with the Catalyst Plan, but in case you're not, the Catalyst Plan uh, came about several years ago as a concept of um, a way to visualize and to, to move forward downtown redevelopment. And there were different catalyst sites that have been proposed around the downtown area in, the, in that vicinity. And so um, the uh, where we have the Summit Building going up around Lake Mirror and uh, the Joinery, the new Catapult Building, all of that as it, it extends on over to Massachusetts and up north of downtown is a catalyst area. Over by the RP Funding Center is another part of catalyst sites, and there were different concepts of mixed-use type development, so combination of retail stores, more residential, more office space, uh, the the idea is to be able to give a vision to what a redevelopment of our downtown can look like. And in many parts, you, you do see that underway, as I mentioned with the Summit Building, um, the Heritage Plaza parking garage uh, is part of that. And so just we're in the middle of 
some of this redevelopment that's part of the Catalyst plan. So our Director of Community and Economic Development for the city, Nicole Travis, she gave us an update on uh, the Catalyst plans and specifically some of the plans for uh, the area around Massachusetts Avenue, just south of 98 and George Jenkins Boulevard, over uh, through the Oak Street parking lot, uh, which is near the McKeel School, and, and over to uh, Trinity Presbyterian Church and the, the Trinity's parking lot, and different ideas and concepts for development uh, in and around that area. And really, if it comes to fruition, and I, I think it will one day, uh, the question is when, but it would be transformative for that area. If you look at Massachusetts and Bay Street, which is near uh, the police department, there's really nothing there on that corner. And so there's some concepts and designs for different buildings and things that could come into that area uh, and, and transform it and be uh, really nice for our downtown. One of the questions that I asked is, what's our sense given COVID-19 as it relates to commercial development? Are these plans going to get put on hold? Will we have developers who are interested? And it was interesting, I think, Nicole's response because she basically said, we don't we don't know yet. I mean, we're still seeing, there still is some interest. Some of the developers are in a wait and see mode, but it's very possible that things will pick up or uh, will, maybe they won't stall as long as we would expect. And so we're all kind of in a wait and see mode, but nonetheless, we still have these catalyst plans that I, I see as, as very much a key part of redeveloping our downtown area. Speaking of downtown, there have been some ideas about uh, turning parts of Kentucky into a more walkable uh, area with more outdoor seating for restaurants and dining and um, even uh, LEDC, Lakeland Economic Development Council, had, had proposed what would it look like if we closed parts of Kentucky Avenue and made it pedestrian only as a long-term uh, part of our downtown. And I'm very interested to hear people's feedback on this. I, um, I think the concept has a lot of potential, and I look forward to talking about it more. I, I think as we talk about transforming a downtown, these are the types of things that, that, that could do that. And so if you have thoughts on that one, on the um, you know, extending sidewalks or closing down part of Kentucky Avenue permanently, uh, to make it more of a make it a to make it a pedestrian area and an outdoor dining area. Uh, let me know. We'd love to hear from you on that. Chad.mcleod at lakelandgov.net. So those were some of the things that we we talked about during our strategic planning workshops. Certainly not all. We, we covered a lot of ground and we talked about many things. We at the end of the day we had a briefing on. Uh, public safety from our police and fire departments and the chiefs and uh, just hearing about how they recruit new police officers, new firefighters, what that landscape looks like over the next few years, how we compete with other agencies in Central Florida, found that discussion very valuable. Just a lot of good information that, that we covered during that during that time. So um, stay tuned for the 29th uh, as we uh, I'll try to report back on that after our, our next sort of follow-up strategic planning workshop. The last thing that I wanted to mention is the uh, construction of the road diet project that has begun on South Florida Avenue from Ariana to Lyme. If you have driven down that that road, you've, you've seen it. Uh, we're in the middle of a test phase or getting ready for the test phase. And so uh, the lane reductions have started and and now there's uh, it's two lane in the sense of a, a north lane a south lane and then a, a middle turn lane and the uh, you'll, you've seen uh, barricades that have been put up to 
start widening those sidewalks. Again, this is uh, this is not a permanent change yet. This will have to be approved by the city commission. I, I did want to mention a couple of things. One, this is the test phase. The cost for the construction that you're seeing right now is about a million dollars, 950000 All of that is coming from the Florida Department of Transportation. That's a key part to remember. I've seen some questions floating around on social media and other places about how could we as a city, why are we spending so much money on this project, this test phase, and we're not. Uh, this is funded by the state. And so I, I want people to know that. That's a very important detail. And in fact, a lot of the transportation projects, sidewalk projects, and things of that nature are state-funded, uh, either a large portion or in this case, fully state-funded. So it, this is not coming out of the city coffers. I, I'm curious on this one. I know all of us are. My approach as it relates to the road diet right now is uh, let's give it a chance and, and wait and see what happens. If you travel that road, if you've been down it recently, or you that's part of your daily commute, I'd love to hear from you. Would love to hear your feedback. If you live in an outlying neighborhood, would also love to hear your perspective, or you've seen more just anecdotally. Uh, we will collect a lot of data as, as the city transportation department and uh, the Department of Transportation, the State Department of Transportation. We'll collect a lot of data, but I do want to hear from uh, people in the neighborhoods nearby. How is this affecting them? Are they seeing and experiencing more traffic, uh, noticeably more traffic coming down their streets as a result of this. I think with something like this, th there is definitely a, a sense uh, from a lot of people that this isn't going to work. This is a bad idea. You, you hear that and you see it. But again, I, my message is let's give it a chance. I don't think we know. I think it's easy on the surface. We don't know how it's going to work. But I, I tell people I, I'm not a traffic engineer, and so I want to give it a chance and see what happens. I know the couple of issues. And when I talked about this during the campaign, uh, the the way the sidewalks are now, they're so narrow, it, it is a public safety issue. It's not a long-term solution. Uh, I think for as a, a gateway into downtown, and you, you talk about the Dixieland area and the, the businesses along that stretch, I think a project like this could be very uh, beneficial for that area. From a traffic standpoint, is it going to work? Is it going to be um, efficient? for moving cars in and out of downtown, I think that is yet to be seen. And so if you if you have opinions on it, you have thoughts, uh, don't be shy in letting me know. Uh, again, chad.mcleod at lakelandgov.net. So we'll see what happens over the next few months with that project. I think I'll stop here today. I've covered some ground and I've gone over 20 minutes and um, I could keep going. There are other things to talk about. I think on the next episode, I want to talk a little bit about the proposed uh, annexation and um, Orlando Health Campus that is uh, proposed to, to uh, be set up off of Lakeland Highlands Road and uh, the Polk Parkway, that area just south of the parkway. Some of the discussions that we've had recently on that. Uh, but thank you so much for listening to A View from City Hall. I tell people that I wish the circumstances were different with what we're facing right now, potential budget cuts, you know, all, all things COVID-19 related, but I am thoroughly enjoying the work of being a city commissioner and the privilege of serving and representing this community. So thank you for that honor and stay tuned for more episodes in the coming weeks. I try to do these every other week. I haven't always been as consistent as I would like, but we will see you back here soon. 